What did you guys eat for breakfast? Uh, I said some marmalade on toast with Paddington. I had a cinnamon and raisin bagel. I woke up at bed day, so I didn't really have breakfast. Welcome to episode 59 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company in Fort Worth, Texas. Offering screen printing, embroidery, and a host of other promotional products. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn more. This time out, I have a chat with UK band The Daydream Runaways, who at the time of the interview have just released their brilliant new single, Gravity, which you can hear at the end of the episode. We talk about the band's inception, their writing process, and who does what in the band. The guys also talk about their influences, what got them into music, and we find out the definitive answer as to how a psychopath makes a cup of tea. So continuing the conversation from the last episode, I think we are seeing positive moves from large corporate entities coming out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. There is obviously a long way to go, but I want to echo something that my friend Joanna Haggerty posted the other day. With the likes of corporations such as Fox News airing supportive stances, although they may be hollow trend-following tactics, the psychological knock-on effect may be twofold. One is that the corporations themselves are conceding defeat as right-wing entities, playing the PR game, but which will in turn influence their followers. The other is, as Joanna pointed out, supply and demand works for more than just goods and services. If this movement can gain enough momentum, the opposition loses all their power. If we do our due diligence by putting some time into researching where our money goes, we could quite well shift a lot of funds away from oppressive companies and into local businesses and those who choose to use ethical sourcing with their products. So let's use the momentum for the current movement as a catalyst to change the world for the better. Eradicating racism has a long road ahead and may never go away completely. But while we're at it, let's take down some other injustices that have stuck around for far too long. Make sure you go out and vote, Search your own conscience and make sure your presence is helping, not hurting your community. And be careful how you are voting with your money. All right, so welcome to another episode of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Today I am joined by the Daydream Runaways, uh, who are based in the UK. Um, so why don't you guys uh, start off telling me uh, who who we got on the call and uh, what you do in the band. All right, okay. Um, I'm Cam. I play guitar. And I'm Brad, and I'm the uh, drummer. Uh, I'm Ben, and I sing. Awesome. Well, nice to meet you guys. How you doing uh, in the COVID situation? How's that working out for you? Bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just trying to find things to do, like gardening yeah. and walking and, you know, what we're getting there. Yeah, I've done quite a lot of baking, to be fair. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, I did want to bring up one thing, uh, just to set the tone of the interview. Um, I think it's actually criminal uh, what you've put on your TikTok as far as how to make a cup of tea. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've labeled it psychopaths versus the normal way. Yeah. Well, anyway, no, I completely agree, but I almost think this is like putting a bomb, uh, constructing a bomb video. <laughs> like you, you don't even want to put it on social media because people get the wrong idea. This is definitely not the way to brew a, a proper cup of tea. It. You don't want the masses watching <laughs> the first half of that and then just running off and doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, all right. So, um, yeah, let's just uh, let's just start with uh, describing your band a bit. You know how how long you've been together. You know what what's the title type of music you play? Been together about just just over a year now. So I think we got together about January February um, of 2019. Um, we started writing you know our first song. First song actually called Light the Spot, which is kind of funny. Um, considering that's where it all began. Um, and yeah, we I mean we started off playing. I'd say we were going more for like a dancey indie vibe. Uh, so something quite uplifting that make Mm-hmm. It's good for like audience participation and stuff. Um, but I think as time's gone by, because we've all kind of got um, history in like indie and rock bands, it kind of progress is slowly progressing into our sound, which is kind of becoming a bit more driven than how we uh, initially started. So a slightly heavier kind of um, indie rock sound, I'd say, um, right. which I'd say shows in our latest single, Gravity. Yeah, I, I heard it, and it's uh, yeah, it's a great. It's really well produced. It's a it's a great song. Um, so I mean, just a little comment on my side. It sounds a little bit U two, you know, a little bit atmospheric rock. Um, but your vocals, to me, I mean, obviously, I'm a lot older than you guys, but to me, it sounds kind of a mix of like Travis and Muse vocally. Um, but the vocals are, yeah, every everything sounds really cool. Um, I think that's Mark. We we're kind of going for you know that we like those kind of bands. Um, and that's kind of what we're going for yeah and i mean i'm kind of uh, 20 years separated from the uk scene a little bit so it the uh, the other other songs i've been listening to kind of sound they almost they're they're like they belong in the 90s indie scene they're they're really they really harken back to that time at least for me i mean like i said i haven't really been paying attention too much in the last 20 years so i could be kind of removed from what's been going on and i could be talking out my ass a little bit but um you know, it, it the everything I've heard so far sounds really great. Um, you know, de- especially based on the stuff I was doing on a really crappy cassette player, which sounds like crap. Um, you know, the production is is really good, and the the playing's really good. Um, so, what what brought you in? You know, what you brought you together as a band? Uh, I I suppose Ben and uh, me and Nate, who's not on the on the call, but. We played in a band previously, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, how would you describe them? Is it more of like a blues rock band? I guess? Yeah, it's kind of a blues rock band, wasn't it? Yeah, and we, that, we kind of did that for about a year or so. Um, and then that kind of just petered out a little bit and we wanted to do something a bit different. Okay. Um, I think the whole time in that band, you and me were always more drawn to the indie side. I mean, yeah. So yeah, definitely. that's kind of led to us doing this, and obviously, Nath was more into his kind of um, punk rock and rock. And I think, like, just coming out of the blues, scene, kind of naturally progressed into kind of what we play now. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I used to be in a more of a metal band, and then I, uh, awesome. I met these guys. So yeah, I wanted to just change up the, what I used to play really on the drums it's just getting a bit stale so right i was just looking for something to sort of diverse my playing a bit more and then i found these guys so awesome so um where are you like age wise um is this something that's all post like high school or did you guys meet in high school or how how does that how did that come about i'm the oldest (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm in there 
so we kind of oh i'm i'm in my 30s i guess and the and the guys are in their 20s let's just say okay. that but um we kind of met each other i think we pretty much in both bands we met each other through join my band i believe yeah so like we all met online and then I, mean, okay. I, met, I met nath when i came out the womb um yeah. <laughs> and then i met the other two on trauma band <laughs> okay yeah. I mean, actually, no, me and Ben went to the same school. We just never actually met each other. Interesting. Yeah, I left at 16, and then Brad came to my school to do sixth form. Yeah. Uh, so. so what, um, I mean, let's talk about uh, the impetus of getting into uh, m- music in the first place. You know, what, what got you guys playing an instrument? Was there a specific band, or, you know, how, how did you get into music? I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's a bit <laughs> weird, but, um, like, it wasn't particularly a band that made me start playing guitar, but it was more of a film. So I think, oh. <laughs> I think it was um, Back to the Future. So and when I was like a <laughs> kid, I was obsessed with that film. I still am. But yeah, like um, Martin McFly's character playing mm-hmm. that uh, three through five, that right. like obviously did something to me as a kid and maybe want to learn guitar. But then I learned it when I was a teenager, when I was like kind of into Nirvana and. Right. Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. But to be fair, like, got me going. I always thought School of Rock actually had a bit of an influence as well, that film. Because that came mm. out when I was about seven or eight, so. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, um, I kind of grew up, my granddad was a singer um, back in like the 60s and 70s, so like the best time. Um, and he played like with Rod Stewart. Um, oh, wow. And you know, some really cool um, bands. And he, he kind of quit it all just whilst they were getting big. Um, so yeah, I mean, I grew up with what well, I'd say good music, you know, like the Eagles and stuff. Um, but then mm. obviously yeah, during college and that, I got really into like bands like Man Dragons and I'd see them live. Um, and I think that just really motivated me to like do it myself because mm-hmm. I already had that interest. So, you know, I don't know. It was just really cool. Awesome. So what is your release strategy? I see you've, uh, really done, um, singles by the looks of it, unless there's stuff out there, you know, physically. Um, but I, I see a lot of bands going that that way to keep releasing stuff and getting it in front of people. You know, what, what's your uh, what's your long term strategy for releasing music? Brad, do you want to, do you want to take that oh, one? You can do that, Cam. That's normally awesome. Yeah, yeah, usually Cam's the the strategist. Uh, well, that's maybe selling me, uh, <laughs> like putting me up on the pedestal. But I guess yeah, singles up until now has been our kind of strategy. Just I think while we're still trying to, or while we're still formulating our sound, mm. um, I think singles are probably the best way to go, but we're kind of stepping more towards the idea of doing uh, an EP and then potentially an album, but I think singles are the, kind of the way to go at the moment, so yeah, just to get the, the fan base up and get your name out there, whereas if you just drop an album or an EP, it's kind of, it's a hard thing to promote, it's just like it drops and then... You've right. got to keep that momentum going afterwards, and that's quite hard. Uh, whereas a single, it's kind of just your drip feeding that kind of mm-hmm. music out, mm. which is horrible to the fans, but you know, like right. it helps. Yeah. Um, do you have a? I mean, obviously, you're not gigging right now, but prior to uh, this all happening, were you, uh, you know, did do you have a, a local fan base that you were building live, or is it primarily like an online thing, or? We had a really exciting summer plan. <laughs> yeah. Which we did get about. 
I mean, personally, I was really excited to play uh, the VW Festival because it would have had all the vans um, and everything, which would have been quality. Awesome. Um, and we did have, I don't, know, I don't know which ones we're allowed to talk about. Um, I think we're allowed to talk about all of them. I think no, that's it's all past. Yeah, um, I, I was looking forward to Longleat. That, that was the main one, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, some of the bands on the lineup will, will hopefully next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's awesome. Um, so you're definitely getting a lot of traction from promoters and, and that kind of, you know, the industry. I think like promoters wise, we've kind of not really settled with anyone at the moment. So, mm. um, but I think that's something we'll probably do next year. Cause I think pretty much all of the gigs this year are either written off or, yeah, or, you know, um, it's going to be tough to get in. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing I, I, I noticed that you're doing is, uh, um, you've got a decent presence on uh tiktok and uh, you know for somebody that's a lot older kind of uh it's it's an you know an alien platform to me and you know it's 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 much harder to get into um so what's what's your uh what's your thought process behind doing that i think brad's probably the, the man behind the tiktok really yeah behind the tiktok yeah i mean we kind of stopped doing it but i, I would definitely want to pick it up again uh i think like sort of consumption habits of like music and things have changed so you want to maybe get on board with that uh but yeah it, i mean i don't know how you would necessarily deliver a song on tiktok but it's certainly a good like promotion strategy because with the 15 minute uh 15 second kind of snippets of songs i suppose it's a good way to advertise it sure were you finding a lot of traction with it when you were you know concentrating on it uh you're finding like lots of little spikes, like certain videos would take off and then, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a weird platform. I think everyone really is still trying to learn how to use it. But I mean, I mean, it was there a conversion rate that you could see? Like if you got a few spikes on a video, would it translate to like streams on Spotify or, or whatever other platform? Um, I'm not sure. Cameron, have you um, seen any? I think, I don't know. I, not, with, not necessarily <laughs> TikTok, but I think like instagram i think we get yeah. a, a fair few spikes so we'll do like a especially at the moment me and brad do like a weekly quiz with our fans and each time we do something like that yeah. we seem to get a, a bit of a spike on um on spotify especially um awesome but which is strange because like the quiz has got nothing to do with our music at all it's like <laughs> it's just a fun thing that we do with our like fans and stuff but right yeah we seem to get a bit of a spike which is good but it gets you, it gets you noticed yeah. and it gets you more exposure and I think uh, yeah. you know anything you can do to engage your fans is is good. So no, that's great. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen necessarily a spike off of TikTok yet, but I don't think we've really done it for long enough to really sort of justify mm. an answer to it. So um yeah, t touching back on getting into music, I mean, was there any specific uh, thing that got you into your respective instruments in particular? I know we talked about you know vocally um but as far as getting into the guitar or drums i mean are there was there a guitar player or a drummer that you really you know latched onto um uh go on brad you go for i think for drums i just always thought the mm. instrument just looked cool like i was like i just want to sit behind mm. that um i i i suppose the actual first drummer i got into was the rev oh, from avenge sevenfold, yeah. avenge sevenfold but it's 
But uh, it's like it's progressed now to like sort of more classic rock people like John John Bonham and um, mm-hmm. Neil Peart and stuff. Awesome, Cam. What about you? Um, I, I was trying to like think back like, about twenty years to like guitarists I was listening to at the time, but I guess it was kind of. I've always been a big fan of like um, Graham Coxon from Blair. Okay. And I think growing up in the nineties, I mm. I was aware of them. I wasn't a massive fan of them, but. Cause I was still quite young, but like there was just something different about his guitar playing. Um, and then I suppose it was when I was in my teenage years, it was like a uh, block party. So Russell Lissack was like, he's, he's a massive like guitar effects geek. And right. like that kind of like honed in on me, I guess. And I started mm. to play around with effects myself. So yeah, I guess those two, like Russell Lissack, maybe Johnny Marr as well. Like his chimey guitar really massive fan of that and that kind of comes across into our music a bit nice are you a fan of uh amplifier at all are they i don't know how big they are over there i don't think i've heard of them so oh amplifier is is kind of um i i liken them to uh kind of a a porcupine tree sound with more of a um a yorkshire vocal okay but the guitar player plays a ton of effects. I'm like, he's, it's very atmospheric. There's lots of soundscapes in, in the uh, music. Um, but yeah, if you like Porcupine Tree, you'll definitely like them. Yeah, I quite like Porcupine Tree, actually. So, so yeah, I'll check them out. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. No problem. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, we touched on like, that, that's the trouble. You can't really talk about your live shows right now. I mean, have you, mm-hmm. other than, you know, just trying to do a bit of gardening and baking, have you used this time to uh, write at all? Like, are you finding it challenging? Like, talk about your writing process. Is it really collaborative in, like, a space? Or do you, like, file share? Or I think we are probably going to go down the route of file sharing to write. I mean, uh, but yeah, we've worked on, like, little cover videos and things. But I would like to actually see that be part of the writing process now. Yeah, I think, like, up till now, I've... Not I've I've had like a, a MacBook Pro for like ages, but I've never actually used like GarageBand, and it's like mm. taken a lockdown to actually right. get me to start using it. So I've like been working on loads of ideas and and stuff, and then just sending them across to the band and seeing what they do, which is the complete opposite to the way we write normally. And normally we're all kind of in a room and just start jamming out something. And sure. Ben's Ben's just got this uncanny knack of being able to just come up with a melody or lyrics like within like five or ten seconds of me playing like a, a melody or something awesome. or, or a riff so that always helps i think we've always um yeah we've, we've done the collaborative like in a room kind of thing but i think yeah we're as with any other band at the moment we're trying to adapt and become more into that sort of file sharing process sure. really so how do you go about the the lyrics do you have concepts you know in mind for the for the ideas of like what the songs are about or do they just like do you get inspired by the melodies and then write to that yeah pretty much um so if i write if i write a song on my own um it'll tend to come either from like my experiences or something i've been through um but if we are going to write a song as a band like cameron play a riff and it'll make me feel a certain way and we'll mm-hmm. kind of just we'll just go with the flow of that and that's kind of how we write um yeah, and it it tends to work pretty well, and it's nice to have other people write songs because um, it takes me like, out of my comfort zone sometimes. Like it gets a bit stale. Um, 
just write them on myself because it's always like similar. That's what you spawn at night upon with different ideas on. Right. Because you end up with different songs. Awesome. Um, I'm going to the business side. How do you, do you have a um like a detailed like um breakdown of who does what? Um, like do t- people have certain strengths and others, or do you just kind of tackle things as they come? In theory, yes, um, but <laughs> it, it doesn't always work that harmoniously. Um, I mean, Cameron mostly covers the social media, uh, which tends to look quite nice and professional. Um, Brad having a degree in um, music production is really helpful. As he uh-huh. pretty much covers all the recording. Um, and, and we, we do work along with one of our friends, um, Jacob, who works at Reloop Audio and he, he'll, um, he'll work with Brad on the mix and everything. Um, so yeah, we've all kind of got a role. Um, and you know, me and Nate will often work at like trying to book just gigs and festivals and things like, um, so yeah, I mean, we, we take a role, but we kind of interchange, um. So yeah, it just depends. I mean, if someone's being lazy, then we'll tell them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So how how useful is it to have a band member that's good at production? Massively helpful. <laughs> yeah. And- don't don't <laughs> because we want him to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. What? what? <laughs> Do you have any? Um, you know, any cool tricks, studio tricks that you've employed thus far that you've picked up from, you know, uh, mentors or, or like other albums that you like? Um, yeah. I, 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 oh, Christ. What, what, what in terms, uh, I suppose with gravity, uh, I don't know. Really, I I just kind of listen to the songs and just think what I what serves yeah serves that song. I don't really tend to want want to say that I nick things from and try and produce. Well, you you were gonna record with a theme, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, you were gonna base it off Nevada. That yeah, that was that was before the I had to change everything. But um, I I think really the main thing is just to serve the song. Like, don't put the the production sure. as the forefront is always make like the the, the melodies and things sort of the, okay. the main focus i wouldn't yeah just keep it organic and not like a sort of overly produced sort of product it's got to be like a right a song um but i mean do you have like uh do you work from like references like i really like the sound of that album or you just basically go in there and and listen uh no because i mean that that was the that was kind of the thing that I was speaking to them when we were trying to, well, we were going to produce something slightly larger, but obviously with the pandemic, Mm. we sort of had to stop that. But my idea was actually to sort of grasp like a little bit of what everyone in the band sort of influences. So Ben likes very sort of synthetic sort of bands that, so incorporate a bit of that. I prefer like sort of very live instruments and drums. So that's how I want my drum sound to sound. Obviously, Cameron's got his influences with like uh, Britpop and stuff, so I want to put that in. And it's kind of like everyone, we create the sound based on what the four members contribute mm-hmm. with their influences, rather than trying to go. I like say the Killers. We're going to make the Hot Fuss or whatever. I don't want to cool. do that. So very organic, you know, from its from its parts. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I I'd say yeah. We're probably sort of trying not to reference. Excellent. Um. So yeah, what um, uh, I do I do have a, a few uh, 
non-quick fire round questions I like to ask. Um, so I don't, anyone can, uh, you know, reply or not, um, whoever wants to, to take one. Um, but what significant negative experience have you overcome and what did it teach you? With the band or with, with ourselves? Can be any can be anything you want. I'd say with a band, uh, having been in a band uh, with Cameron and my brother wrote out and left and it just caused really bad tension and arguing. Um, and we obviously came into this band and it, we, we did, like, if we disagreed on something, we'd just talk about it and they didn't get to that. There, there's never been like a tense practice. Mm. It's always like we sort problems out. Like, and yeah, we, we're not always mm. going to disagree and sometimes that's good. Like that's what allows us to be creative or have different ideas. Um, and I think just like talking about things instead of like mm. letting tempers flare has been so important. Awesome. Yeah. So, so would you say the um, you know, the 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 band um dynamics are really like healthy, and you can talk. You don't bottle stuff up. You just really talk them out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've not really had big bust ups. We, we have the odd thing like winds each other up but you know it's nothing terrible right that's great i mean that that's good advice for bands in general i think just don't you know make sure it's it's out on the table and you're and you're discussing things like um not non-emotionally which is tough but you got you to use facts so uh anyone anyone else have any negative experience they want to talk about um i i I guess everyone's going to say this, but like the pandemic, like, you know, I think that's yeah. probably been a bit of a, a, just a bit of a downer, but mm. like the way we've kind of responded to that, why we've kind of started to use social media a bit more and, and started to record in our ideas and send it to each other. It's, it's not like we've gone, right, that's it. We can't record or play gigs. So we're just going to sit back and uh, wait until the end of the year when we're we can all see each other again we've actually just been a bit more proactive about it which mm -hmm. is really good so That's i think great. we was was kind of looking for that silver lining i guess mm -hmm. in our band which is always good that's awesome um so flipping it around what major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this journey and that could be music in general could be this particular band whatever you want um i think probably the sort of the quality of our sort of output so our songs i think are getting better i think sort of the gigs and things it's, everything's just sort of getting progressively better and more professional and i think it's just it's really positive to actually see that um it, i think it sort of pays off with the work that we put into it yeah definitely i think also the like the reception um you know playing gigs yeah. really brings us together and obviously um, being well received um helps you carry on you know um, it wouldn't be a lot of fun if everyone hated what you played. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and so finally, what does music mean to you? What does music mean? Well, that's obviously chosen to study. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this a way to like get me to answer that? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, for me, I'm, I'm uh, taking it further into studying. Um, now being considered a mature student um it's something i should have done um because it's all i've ever been passionate about um yeah so for me it's like music's kind of a story it's a way to express yourself um it's certainly my songs and my life you know so um yeah for me i'd say it's an expression and it's, it's what Great. i'm passionate about 
Anyone else want to tackle the question? No, I sort of agree. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with what Ben said. It's, just, it's probably the most universal form of expression out there. Sort of, I think any doesn't matter what language you you know, you can always sort of be very much involved with a song. It can be therapy as well, or, or mm-hmm. piece of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, do you have any? Uh, um, you know, do you have any advice for for bands that are just starting out? You know, what what are the pitfalls? What are some things that you did right? Um, I think like kind of like celebrate your successes a bit and. I know it's really easy to have like targets and um, aspirations and stuff thinking you're going to get it. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like a massive like right hook to you. But like I, I was listening to someone, I can't remember who it was who was saying it, but like if it, if everything just came so easily, like there's absolutely no fun in that at all. So if you just like, I, I see a lot of bands like paying for like streams and stuff on Spotify, like, like getting onto fake playlists and I'm kind of like what's the point in that because you're just playing like a numbers game and like you're, you're not right. you're not growing your fan base at all whereas like I think everything about our band is quite like organic which is I think also yeah I've just thought about that now but like well, it's very easy to get like to run away with the idea of oh like let's get famous let's do this but like hmm. I think at the end of the day like whether there's a big chance or a small chance you're going to make it like along the way you should be having fun um like, yeah do it because you enjoy doing it and if you get someone awesome like you know that's amazing but like don't don't do it because you're trying to be something do it because you're enjoying it you're like you know we have fun with it you know like we'll have a band practice we'll have a gig we enjoy it we enjoy writing songs and we'll, you know we'll go for mcdonald's after you know it's that kind of mm-hmm. thing it's like it, mm-hmm. we're as much mates that's as we cool. are a band you know awesome so uh if people want to check you out um you know where can they find you go on cam and so you guys can find us on facebook which is daydream runaways uh all one word and then instagram is at daydream runaways and twitter it's a bit weird it's daydream runaway but without the y on the end and it's replaced with a one i don't know why we got given that handle but we did um Hmm. and then we're on also on youtube so we're going to start doing a lot more stuff on youtube so just search Daydream Runaways, and um, give us a like and subscribe. That'd be much appreciated. Great, and um, you've—I think I saw uh, Spotify just has the new single, mm-hmm. um, but you have a um, a SoundCloud account with um, four or five songs on there. Yeah, yeah. Is so we so we mainly put our singles out onto Spotify, and then SoundCloud and YouTube. We kind of put like demos and ideas and things like that up. But we also put our singles on there. So, yeah, if you guys want to check us out on SoundCloud, it's um, Daydream Runaways. I think there's a hyphen between Daydream and Runaways. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the episode, I like to play a song. So which song would you like to pick to play at the end? I think it's a no-brainer to play our, our new single, which is called Gravity. Um, ben could probably tell you awesome. what it's all about if you're interested in what subject matter yeah, is. Yeah, please do. Please let Give it, give us a um, kind of a background of the of the song. Yeah, so um, so Gravity's got an old song. I actually um, wrote the melody about seven years ago, um, probably um, when I was newish playing guitar. I don't know. Um, and it was always a melody. I was like, oh, this is very cool. Um, but never really had a story to go with it. Um, never developed it, but it was always like in the locker. Um, and then it, we we started playing around with it in the band when we were songwriting, and it it just 
it, it just took off. Um, and the song, story-wise, uh, it comes from my experiences when you're when you're in like a tough time in life um, and you, you feel like you're kind of at a crossroads. Um, you've got mm. different paths to take. Um, and the artwork, um, which we love, kind of illustrates that. Um, and yeah, it's just about when you're really like, you're worn down with decision making, you don't know what road to take. Um, you know, you want to maybe do the right thing, but you can't. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's just about like the struggles of a situation in life, basically. Great. All right. Well, this has been a, you know, a great interview. Um, yeah, really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, join me. Um, and I look for, really look forward to uh, hearing more, more music. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Thanks for having us. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you check out my new social media pages because I've set up a dedicated Music On Your Own Terms podcast Facebook page and Instagram page. The Facebook page link is still facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms and going forward instagram will be posted on at music on your own terms make sure you stay up to date with the podcast including finding out who i'll be interviewing next by signing up for the mailing list at music on your own terms.com there you'll also find show notes for every episode some pretty cool videos to check out from various guests and also links to their music and social media if you want to find out more while you're there, don't forget to take a peek at the store and pick up something for your grandma. And finally, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians' community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. And finally, if you're on LinkedIn, check out my LinkedIn page, which you can find at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash music on your own terms. As always, keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is the Daydream Runaways with Gravity. Yeah.